Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you for joining me on episode 100. Before we jump in to the show, I wanted to spend a moment and just thank you. Thank all of you for hanging with me and coming along for the ride on this adventure I call the podcast. It's been an incredible learning opportunity for me. I've had the chance to meet so many new people, learn their stories, and share them with you. And I really hope that at least once in every episode that you're able to walk away with something new, something that you've learned, a moment of inspiration, motivation. That's really what it's all about. Showcasing others and their ability to harness their inner tenacity. That's what the podcast is all about. So thank you for joining us. Really excited to bring you the next 100 plus episodes. It's going to be an amazing journey. A couple of quick thank yous. First and foremost, I want to thank my wife for sticking by me and putting up with me and all the fun stuff that I do around the podcast. All my friends and family for their continued support. For my LinkedIn family, you guys know who you are. And everybody who has taken the time to listen to even one minute of one episode. I know how valuable your time is and I appreciate you. So get those headphones in sit back. And uh, what better guest to have as my 100th uh, guest than uh, me? Yeah. So let's get to it. And I'll introduce you to my man, Brian Cristiano, who was kind enough to interview me on this special show. So thank you. You know where to find us, thepodcast.com. Enjoy and let's get it going. Welcome to the podcast where we introduce you to incredible humans who share their journeys with the mission to inspire you to harness your own inner tenacity to drive your life and career forward. And now, your host, Adam Posner. A quick introduction. My name is Adam Posner, and I am the founder and managing director of NHP Talent Group, a boutique talent access agency here located in New York City. I am also the host of the global, top global career podcast called The Podcast. And today I'm going to tell you how I got to this point of my life and career and what it took to get here. So before we jump in, I'd like to introduce you to Brian Cristiano, who will be turning the tables and interviewing me today. Brian is a good friend, a client, and my executive business coach. He is someone I deeply admire, respect, and the perfect person to interview me today. So let's do this. Typically, I start off every podcast with it. So let's get going. Welcome back to the podcast where I bring you the best and brightest from the world of business, recruitment, marketing, and personal growth to help you harness your inner tenacity and drive your career forward. So let's do this. I'm excited to turn the tables and share my story. So let's dig in. Let's do this. Brian, welcome to the podcast. Adam, I'm excited to be here. Thanks so much. I'm, I'm excited to dig into your story and your insights. Wow, this is kind of weird. I mean, we're doing things a little bit differently where we're going to turn the tables and you're going to interview me. So I'll sit back. Let's do this. <laughs> it's now my podcast. No. Um, well, Adam, listen, I know I know a lot about your story personally. I think it's very powerful in, in what you do in business as well as recruiting, as well as your backstory. Why don't we start there? Let, let's rewind. Give, me, give everybody a little bit of your backstory so they, they, they have some context here. Absolutely, Brian. So thank you. So I'm a born and raised New Yorker, something I take a ton of pride in. And I knew since college, I actually knew before college, I knew in high school, when I was in a business club, that business and marketing were in my blood is something that I've always wanted to do. So long story long, as I like to say, after college, you know, in college, I studied business and marketing. And after college, I jumped right into the ad industry here in New York. So for 15 years, I spent you know, in the trenches, in you know, New York City, grinding it out, gritty, dirty. I worked at ad agencies. I worked at Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, American Express, 
and a bunch of different shops in between. And then finally, about six years ago, I landed what I thought was my dream job working at VaynerMedia for the great Gary Vaynerchuk. And, you know, I thought it was the top of the mountain, the holy grail. But I learned pretty quickly, Brian, that, you know what, the grass was not greener on the other side. And it was interesting because there were so many signs and I wasn't really listening to them and I was trying to make it all work. But ultimately, it was not the right role for me. It was not the right time. It was not the right place. And ultimately, I didn't do what they hired me to do. And I lost my job and I got fired. And that was that was a dark moment in my life. Was that did it shock you? Did it come out of nowhere? That's a really good question. No. And I really truly believe that anybody that loses their job, if they have some level of self-awareness, no matter what that is, they know it's coming. It's it's no mm-hmm. shock to them. But, you know, it was really that moment when reality hit me. Um, but it really wasn't until that last day when I lost my job and I'm sitting there with Gary Vee, somebody who I have a great relationship with, someone who I had a good relationship with at the time I was working there. And he said the most important words of advice to me, Brian. He said, stop focusing on the things that you suck at and double down on your strengths. Mm. And I stopped mm. and, you know, I, I thought about it for a moment and I'm like, you know, is he just trying to get me out the door here? And I said, Gary, what does that mean? And he said, well, let's unpack it. Let's talk about all those things that you're good at. And mm. I turned to him. I said, well, I'm good at what we're doing right now. Good at communicating. I understand marketing. You know, I knew the New York market. I understand, you know, different types of roles, what people do. And he's like, well, what are you going to do with that, Adam? Well, I said, you know what, Gary? You know, I have a couple of friends. You know, I've been thinking about that. I have a couple of friends that work in, in, in recruiting. They do healthcare recruiting, finance recruiting. And before I could even finish my sentence, Brian, Gary turns to me and says, Adam, you would be an awesome recruiter. And mm. I thought about that for a second. I'm like, again, you know, is he trying to blow smoke up my you-know-what and, and get me <laughs> out the door there? But that was a tough moment, man. I, I didn't know what to do. I, I was scared. Um, I didn't know what I was going to say to my wife. I didn't know what I was going to say to my friends. And mm. honestly, I didn't know what was next for me. So so, so let's unpack that for a second here. Stop focusing on what you suck at or stop focusing on your weaknesses. Double down on your strengths. Why? It sounds like that that resonated with you in the moment, but why? I mean, you're losing your job. You yeah. kind of said, well, I wasn't totally shocked by it. But why did that resonate? And how did that then change your life moving forward? Yeah, that's that's a tremendous question. I've had six years to really think about it and let it really sink in. Um, and, I, and I think the biggest piece for me, uh, honestly, was that moment of self-awareness. Um, I like to think that up until that moment, I thought I was self-aware, but it wasn't until that I was face-to-face with an incredibly difficult situation that I had to take a step back and kind of look outside and say, you know what, why did I lose my job? What am I not good at? What were some of those reasons and factors that I wasn't performing there internally, externally, inside my own head? And that was a true moment of true self-awareness epiphany where I said, you know what? I don't enjoy what I'm doing anymore. I'm good at certain things. I'm not good at other things. And it's time to make a change. And what that did, Brian, was it led to accountability. Finally Mm. being able to say, you know what? I lost this job because of my actions. It wasn't anybody else's fault. It was me. I had control of it. I had control to keep it. You know, I could sit here and make excuses. It was this person's fault. I didn't get this training. I wasn't properly set up for success. But none of that matters. None of that matters because ultimately it's my responsibility for the success and failure of my career. Oh, 100%. I mean, this is your story, but just for a quick second, I, I think that's been one of the biggest things in my personal life, in my career, my journey is 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 many years ago when i when i was faced with a very difficult challenging situation and i find and i was blaming outside sources oh this client's a reason this employee's a reason this other you know uncontrollable situation the economy's a reason when i said 
you know, I'm going to make it all my problem, my fault, even if it's not. And I take 100% accountability for it. It changed my entire life and entire career because of it. It sounds like it was the same for you, but, but, but before we get into that, what, what, why'd you get fired, man? What'd you do? Yeah, man. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> I, I literally just, you know, stole from everybody. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> I mean, honestly, you know, my, my job was to perform. My job as a group, as a group account director, uh, was to manage a piece mm -hmm. of business. And ultimately I did not do that to the best of my ability. Simply said, I did not do what they hired me for. And it was really tough because, you know, that moment, you know, after I got let go, Gary said, listen, it's not because I didn't like you. It's not because other people didn't like you. It's ultimately, it's just not the right fit for right now. And that was tough for me to process. That was really tough for me to process because, again, you know, I went back to making excuses. Why wasn't I set up for success? Why was I stuck with this person, you know, who I was working with that we, we didn't have good chemistry there? And then I started to say, you know what? I could have fixed all of this. I've had the opportunity. They spoke to me a number of times. And it was that moment where I said, all right, I'm done making excuses. And it's time to take control back of my life and my career. Mm. I, I mean, did you feel vulnerable in that moment, kind of accepting accountability to that level? No, I mean, it, it really wasn't. Or it takes some time. Yeah, no, it definitely took some time. It did not happen immediately. Uh, it took a number of conversations with, you know, some really close friends that they helped enable me to have the tools and the confidence to look in the mirror and say, all right, Adam, you know, stop faking it. Like, I, I really do believe mm -hmm. that the worst advice someone could give you is fake it till you make it. That gets you in trouble. I mean, I did that for many parts of my career in the early, you know, in the early stages, and that did not pan out, right? And mm -hmm. that was really tough. But, you know, what that led, you know, for the accountability led to something that I never really expressed or manifested, which is vulnerability, like being able to be open. And a real tough one there was being able to change the narrative from telling people why I left Vayner, why I'm no longer there, from saying, hey, I left, I wasn't happy, to saying, you know what, I got fired. And that was really hard. But once I was able to open up and have that moment of true vulnerability and say, you know what, I got fired, it happened, I sucked. But you know what, I'm doing something about it. I'm changing careers. I'm doing something that really harnesses my strengths. And guess what? 35 years old, I did it. I pivoted. I changed careers and I went into recruiting. And that was crazy, man. I mean, literally, I started a new career day one, 35 years old as a rookie. Literally, I went from making a nice six-figure salary, comfortable benefits, all this kind of good stuff, you know, expense account, to literally making $40,000 a year draw in a sales role. And mm -hmm. in a commission-based world and learning a whole new trade. And that was scary, man. I mean, that was something new to me. It's unbelievable. I mean, you know, it sounds like going through that gave you a lot of self-awareness to really look at your life and, and look at, you know, yeah, your weaknesses, your strengths. What it, what's your passion? You know, how do you use your strengths in a way that, you know, gets you to where you want to go in life and in business? Do you agree with that? I mean, do you feel like you're more self-aware because of that? you know, maybe frictional moment when you got fired? Yeah, I mean, it's 100%. And I call it the epiphany, right? And I think a lot mm -hmm. of us have different epiphany moments in life on the personal side and the business side. But I'll tell you, man, Brian, I mean, that unlocked something inside of me, right? It unlocked mm -hmm. this passion. And I keep going back and everything that I do and I say comes back to this word tenacity, right? And what does that word tenacity mean? That word to me means where I have to go at a place when I need to dig down. When I was at my lowest, that day I walked out the door and I had to harness the strength to call my wife to tell her. And thankfully, she is very supportive. And that's one of the big reasons I'm at now. But tenacity is what keeps me going. It's my fire. It's the reason that drives everything that I do and gets me to the point of pushing 
keep pushing forward. I mean, let's talk about right now, we're in the middle of a pandemic. I mean, insane mm-hmm. amounts of, of cutoff, of, of you know, cutbacks, people getting let go, people getting fired, furloughed, everything. I'm in the recruitment business. I mean, this is tough, man. How do I keep it going? And why am I working with you to, to, to quadruple my business and grow it? It's called tenacity and having mm-hmm. that drive to keep going. I did not have this five years ago. It wasn't until mm. that moment when I had to really dig down deep and reflect and say, okay, enough of this BS, enough of this lying to myself, enough of these stories I'm making up, enough of this trying to be something that I'm not instead of focusing mm. on all those amazing things that I am and truly doubling down on it. So it's so powerful, man. And, and you hit the nail on the head because right now, as all of us are kind of traveling through this uncertain times, you know, when things are comfortable, when things are okay, it doesn't force you in a position to make big, bold moves. It doesn't force you in a position to take some risk and, 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 you know, have additional self-awareness and, and to own your loss, right? To say, hey, like I messed this up. I'm going to own it. What am I going to learn from it? How do I grow from that? And that's what this whole, you know, th- what this whole session is about. This yeah. chat is about. Tell me, what does that mean to own your loss? What does that mean to you? Owning your loss is truly taking the accountability, right? So there's two parts of it. There's one saying, you know what? This is on me, right? I'm done making excuses. Now the next part about owning your loss is the action that you're going to take on it. What am I mm. going to do from this moment? What, am I, what have I learned? And how am I not going to repeat those mistakes again and action it forward? That's owning it. That's owning it, man. Mm. You got to own that loss. You know what? This is mine. I own it. It's my fault. And I'm going to turn that L into a W. That's what we're doing here. Mm. And, and, and like I said a little bit earlier, I think because we're all traveling through this uncertain time, it's you kind of have to own your loss or own your challenges, whether it's inside of your control or not. Because once you just take that ownership, like you said, and, and you look for the opportunity, you look for your strengths and you move forward, you're going to create opportunity. You're going to go somewhere big and you know, you're in a better place six years later because you got fired. And that's amazing to me, man. That's super powerful. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. But you don't know it when you're in that moment. No, uh, you don't know it in that moment. And what I'm trying to do during this session is really just tell everybody out there that's watching this, listen, we're human, we're fallible, we all make mistakes, but it's how you handle that mistake and how you grow from it that really counts. Now, listen, this sounds like one of those quote posters on the walls, one of those cliches, but I'm here to tell you real life, real example, somebody who actually got fired being at the top of their career, thinking that this was it, and like literally having like a, a, a catastrophic you know, career failure and having to figure out what to do next. And all I'm trying to tell you is to take that accountability. Just take that responsibility and it's going to open up everything for you. It's huge advice. And I agree with you 100%. So let's talk about recruiting for a second here. Sure. Um, what, what's, what's one of the biggest mistakes you made in, you know, early in your career when you were starting off that, that would be advice for other recruiters that might be early in their career starting off? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I was lucky. I mean, I got to learn under a veteran recruiter who really taught me the art and science of of recruiting, right? Really trying to understand, you know, candidates, understanding clients and what their needs were. But one of the things that I did early on as a mistake was I didn't listen enough, right? I was always thinking about what was the next thing I was going to say instead of pausing, listening to the candidate, listening to the to the client, hearing their concerns, hearing their issues, understanding their why. Right. And when we talk about a candidate, understanding their true motivation, why are they looking to make a move? And we all know that as recruiters. Right. That's the leverage right there. That's a piece that we need. So I learned early on by trial and error, man. Right. Like I had a candidate in process. I went to close that that candidate and I couldn't close that candidate because I didn't know their reason why. And I lost that deal. 
So I went yeah. back to my, to my, to my boss, to my supervisor, and I explained it to him. And he said, did you listen? Did you ask? Did you ask the right questions? And I said, I can't say that I did. And he goes, well, this was a, you know, this was an $18,000 lesson that you just learned the hard way. And I learned it. And I learned to listen. And once I had that moment, listen, we all need to fail. But once again, I took accountability and I owned that loss. And I said, all right, listen, this is on me. I'm not going to blame the candidate. I'm not going to blame the client for maybe, you know, a, a low ball off or whatever, wherever it was at the time. But maybe if I listened to that candidate a little bit more and understood why were they looking to make a move? Were they unhappy in their current job? Were they undervalued? Were they looking to take on new challenges? Did they have external factors at home, right? Like maybe they just had another kid and needed more money and it was a straight up compensation thing. But I learned, learned the lesson the hard way. So one lesson I give to every new recruiter out there is to truly listen. Understand a candidate's motivation. Understand what the client is truly looking for. And we're not just talking about the hard skills, right? Because anybody can match that up. That's, that's not the tough part. The tough part is really listening to those in between the lines. Absolutely. And, and, and asking the question, why? why? Why do you want this job? Why do you want to change your career? Why do you want to, you know, okay, why do you want to start a recruiting agency? Whatever it is, why? Like understanding that, it, that's the reason, that's the leverage, as you said. So, so what makes you a great recruiter and why? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I'm a great recruiter in a lot of elements. Am I a great technical recruiter, right? In the trenches with the bullion and the searches and everything and the database kind of stuff? No, I'm not a very technical recruiter. But what does make me great, aside from that listening piece, is knowing that industry knowledge, right? And listen, I have an advantage, right? I mean, I spent 15 years working in advertising and marketing. But one thing, one other piece of advice I could give to any recruiter out there, use your conversations with candidates as a learning experience. Really try to ask them to tell you about their day-to-day -day job, the challenges, right? The pros, the cons, and use that, reverse engineer the process so you could really truly learn there. Mm, okay, that's great, man. And, and what's cool is we're talking specifically about recruiting, but I think if you zoom out, this applies to anything in life, in of business. How, you know, how, do you, how do you grow anything? How do you start? How do you become successful? Uh, this applies to anything for anybody that's watching. What is the single best piece of advice you've ever gotten? Yeah, that's that that's a good one, man. Um, and and for me, you know, aside from the Gary V one, because the Gary V is certainly a, a very big, a very important piece of advice. Um, but ultimately, you know, for me, and, and it's very tactical, and that comes from my mentor, Tom Hull, my first boss in recruiting, was plan your work and work your plan. Plan your work and work your plan. And this is a mantra I repeat every single day when I wake up. After I I'm, I'm in daddy mode with my two kids in the morning, and I'm ready to rev my engines and start recruiting. I look at what I have to do for the day, I plan it out, I have it mentally in my head and I attack it. Plan your work and work your plan. And just keep mm -hmm. repeating it backwards and forwards and at the end of the day, you know, I use little post-it notes and I, you know, if I hit, you know, you know, 80% of them I know had a good day, but there's no better feeling for me at the end of the day when I crumple up that yellow piece of paper and I throw it in the garbage can because I know I plan my work, I work my plan and I got it done it's it's always the simple stuff right and we talk about this all the time when you and i work together and and it's like if you don't have a plan you're planning to fail it, you know you have to have a plan and a strategy and, and and to be able to check those things off and know that they're moving you forward is so important so i know this is the podcast and as we flipped and i'm i am the host now i know that you always ask your guests specific questions as you get to the end and wrapping things up so i'll ask you those same questions adam what is your superpower my superpower is connecting Right. I'm a connector and it's crazy, whether it be in my personal life with friends or whether it be in business. It's almost like if there was kind of some kind of like AR VR above people's heads at a networking event and I could like see a little bubble and I'm like, oh, man, like 
I should introduce Brian to, to, to Susan over there because they have these things in common. And it may not even be business. I know Brian's a, a road bike racer, and I know Susan loves that too. And that'll be a great conversation starter, and it's absolutely insane. I mean, I, I can't even tell you. I mean, if I look at like 14,000 LinkedIn connections, if I think about everybody that I know in real life, I don't have great short-term memory, Brian, but I can tell you, I mean, those are my college years that affected it, right? But if we talk about like, <laughs> I have this ability to think of people. I'm always thinking about how oh, I know this person, my network, wouldn't it be great to connect that person? And I truly believe in relationship karma. I believe that the universe has a way and I am a conduit. If I could connect two people and I don't care, Brian, if I make a single penny on it, if those people could connect and create success and I could add value to it, I know it's going to come back to me and that means the world to me. I know that about you because I know you personally, but I also have experienced the same thing. And I think too many people try to hold everything to themselves instead of just, hey, how do you give? It'll come back tenfold. You help somebody else out, it's going to come back one way or the other. And even if it doesn't, you feel good about it. So I love that superpower about Jim. So last question for you here, NHP Talent Group. Why'd you name your company that? Yeah, absolutely. So quick little story for there. Anyone who started their own recruitment business, figuring out that name is probably one of the craziest things. And we can think about all the cliches, rocket star, mega talent, whatever you want to call it. And I'm sitting there with my wife and I'm like, babe, I cannot think of a name for this company. And she looked at me and she said, Adam, what is the most important thing in the world to you? What is the reason you do everything? And without hesitation, I said, it's my daughter, Nina. And this is uh, before my son was born. So Ollie, sorry if you're watching this a few years from now, daddy, I'll get you back with the next company name. And I said, you know what? Nina is the most important thing in the world. And my daughter's initials are NHP, Nina Harrison Posner. So every time mm -hmm. I look at my email signature, every time I look at the hat I wear, every time I look at my sweatshirt, anything with my brand name on it, every time I look at it, and I'm not even kidding you, every time I look at it, I know my why. And why mm -hmm. name my company NHP Talent Group? Because my daughter, Nina, and my son, Oliver, are my North Stars. When I'm down at my lowest, when I'm having a really crappy day, when things look bad, I look to them to pull me up. And I know when things are going amazing, Brian, when I'm having the best day and business is coming in and I just closed deals and I want to show gratitude, my son and my daughter and my wife are my North Stars and the reasons I do everything. And that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And I actually didn't know that. I really didn't. And um that's incredible. And I, I think it goes back to what you were talking about earlier about really understanding your why. And I love that that's your North Star, man. That's so powerful because you got to have Thank a reason you. to get out of bed, make some moves, do some big things, take some risks and own your loss, which is what Absolutely. we're here talking about. So with that, Adam... As the host of the podcast, I thank you for being on. No, in all seriousness, man, this has been fantastic, and 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 I hope it was valuable for for you and for everybody that's that's watching and listening. Absolutely, Brian. Thank you so much for having me. And Wreckfest, everyone out there. Again, I employ. First of all, thank you for spending you know twenty five minutes with Brian and I. Thank you for letting me onto your computer screen. And I hope my story motivated you. I hope it inspired you. Um, and I hope that you could start, or if you have, we all have losses. Remember, own your loss, and it's going to open up the world to you. Thank you so much. If you want to find out more, you can find me at nhptalentgroup.com. And if you want to follow the podcast, it's thepodcast.com. Wreckfest, thank you so much for organizing. Thank you so much for having me. Brian, thank you for being an amazing takeover host today. And everyone out there, take care. Look out for each other. Stay six feet apart. Wash your hands and catch us next time on the podcast. Thanks, Wreckfest. Be good, everybody. Wisdom is forever, but for us, it's time to go. Thank you for joining us. Luckily, we'll be back with our next episode soon, jam-packed with more incredible humans. Thank you for listening, subscribing, and sharing. To 
join the conversation, search The Pausecast on LinkedIn. And to catch up on past episodes and more info, please visit www.thepausecast.com. <laughs>